episode of Bank Statements, FHL Bank Topeka's podcast series. I am Jesse Homerding, and today we are speaking to Kylie Mergen, our Community Investment Officer, and she is going to talk to us about Turnkey, our new suite of down payment assistance programs. Kylie, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We are always excited when you come join us. We have our highest listener rates when Kylie's on. That's right. Thank you, everyone. Appreciate your support. <laughs> she always has good information for us. Today, we brought you here because we want to talk about Turnkey, our new suite of down payment assistance programs. And let's start off by saying that we have only had one program. That's the Homeownership Set-Aside Program up until last year. So why don't you tell us what happened last year, what changed, and how that kind of led up to this year? Yeah, absolutely. So for 25 years, we've had a down payment assistance program called Homeownership Set-Aside program, uh, HSP for short. Um, And that's been very successful. And it has provided a a lot of people in our district with assistance to purchase a home, first-time home buyers. Um, And what we realized uh, over the last few years was that um, specifically in Colorado, we had a lot of struggles tapping into that market or being able to provide assistance to the folks in Colorado because there was such a huge um, challenge there as far as home affordability and the house housing prices there are just way different than our other three states. And so um, last year we introduced the high cost area HSP. Um, and high cost areas are counties in which uh, 115% of the local median income home value exceeds the conforming loan limit. And so that's that's a part of the issue in, in Colorado is that things are just so much housing is just so much more expensive um, in Colorado. And so we we set aside some funds, set aside funds of the set aside, right, um, specifically for high cost areas. And we were able to um, increase our participation and our ability to serve our members and the communities in Colorado um, five times what we were able to do in 2022. So 2023, introducing the high cost area HSP was very successful in being able to garner a little bit more participation there and serve those communities. Yes, that's great. I want to differentiate a couple things here. When we did the high cost area HSP last year, that still was a part of our 10% that we give to affordable housing initiatives, which means we split that 10% that we give to homeownership set aside program funding and use it for high cost areas. Yes, that's exactly right. So as part of that regulatory contribution, which is 10% of our earnings, um, we then split that between our affordable housing program and our homeownership set-aside program. And then we sort of cut a little piece out of that homeownership set-aside program and use that for the high-cost area HSP. That's right. And as we were talking about the new and exciting things happening This year, I am reminded of the last time you were on the podcast, and we were talking about the new Native American Housing Initiatives Program, or NAHI, 
And what was so great about that is that it is voluntary, which means it is not required of us by our regulators. We are giving over and above because we want to provide more assistance in our district. We know how important that is. Um, Before we talk about a little bit more about these voluntary programs coming up, Kylie, remind me again how much funding we approved last year in HSP and the high cost uh, HSP. Yeah, so for HSP and HSP Plus, um, it was total, I think, like $9.4 million. Um, And, you know, I'm rounding, so give or take a a few. Um, We were able to provide for households, over 1,200 households benefited from down payment assistance for first-time home buyers in our district last year based on that HSP and uh, high-cost area HSP. And then what we did, like you were talking about for the the voluntary contribution is last year we made a commitment um, to go beyond our regulatory funding to provide um, additional funding to support and sustain affordable housing and community lending in our district. And we made our initial commitment last year for the NAHI program. Um, Shout out for the NAHI podcast. If you haven't listened, go listen to that one. Um, But for the NAHI program, we were able to contribute $3 million last year. Our continued uh, commitment for this year is um, to contribute two and a half percent of our income in 2024. And then in 2025, that will increase to five percent. So we've got our 10 percent regulatory Mm -hmm. and then this year it will be two and a half percent. So a total of twelve and a half percent. And then next year, starting in 2025, it will be 10 percent plus the five. So a total of 15 percent. Yeah. And the other thing that's really good about voluntary programs, like you said earlier, is that because it's beyond our regulatory contribution, we get to really design and tailor those programs to benefit the our members and their communities. Right. So some of those things that um, maybe aren't accessible because of the regulations that we have or the rules that are required, um, we can go beyond that for our voluntary contribution funding. Okay. So let's talk about what is happening this year. Let's talk about Turnkey, which is a combination of three down payment assistance programs. Those are the Home Ownership Set Aside Program, or HSP. And then instead of the high cost area HSP, we are just calling it the HSP Plus Program. And then my favorite one this year is our HOPE program, which is our home, I'm going to say it wrong, home ownership ownership possibilities expanded. So I'm going to let you talk a little bit about turnkey and what is different between the high cost area HSP from 2023 and HSP Plus this year. Yeah, absolutely. So first I'll start with the rebrand though, right, right. of Turnkey. Right. Um, because now we have three programs that offer down payment and or closing costs assistance, um, we thought having a brand that is easily identifiable, that people can connect with, that's a little more like less bank speak and more like regular words. Um, Homeownership set aside program doesn't really mean anything outside of Federal Home Loan Bank, right? Nobody really understands what that is. So, um, you know, we wanted to have something that would promote our programs that our members could use in their communities that was easily identifiable and that people could connect with a little bit more. And so that's where we came up with Turnkey. Um, 
I love it. I think that it certainly connects a lot with, um, you know, accessing home ownership. Um, and so it's turnkey with the tagline unlocking home ownership, which I just love. I think it's amazing. And you and, and the team should be congratulated on coming up with such a great rebranding for us. So we're very excited about that. But then under the turnkey sort of umbrella, right, is this suite of products that are down payment assistance. Um, and homeownership set aside, HSP, tried and true, right? More than 25 years we've had it. Yes, exactly. So nothing has changed there other than um, the amount that we're offering, which is uh, 15,000 in 2024. Crazy. Amazing. Um, And that is up to $15,000 for first time home buyers. Yes. If you qualify, right? So eligible first-time home buyers could access up to $15,000 through our members, um, which is amazing. And then with the success of the high-cost area HSP, we look to see if there were other areas that we could expand to, right? And so the high-cost area, we talked about that a little bit earlier. And so we started looking at other options or other areas that that are a struggle in our district. And one that we came up with um, was difficult development areas Mm -hmm. or DDAs. Um, And those are non-metropolitan areas with high land construction and utility costs relative to the area median income. Um, With the high cost area, there are 17 counties that were identified as high cost area. When we add difficult development areas or non-metropolitan difficult development areas, um, that expands the footprint to 34 counties. All but one is in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Um, One is in Payne County, Oklahoma, Um, but the others are all in Colorado. So again, just continuing to expand that footprint to provide additional resources for those communities that are really struggling with a higher price for an affordability of of a home. and uh, we are very excited to offer communities, or excuse me, home buyers in those communities, in those counties, uh, $25,000 in down payment support um, in 2024. And that is a significant number for first time home buyers in those counties. Right. right. Well, and it's needed, right? Because the house price is so much higher, it, it's sort of almost. It might not even balance out to what 15 would be in our other areas, right? right? right. So trying to contribute and give as much as we can um, in those areas that are really in need. And then finally, uh, HOPE. HOPE is funded through voluntary funds. And so um, we were able to be a little bit more outside the box, think outside the box, and uh, worked with our um Affordable Housing Advisory Council, our AHAC, and our um, and our board, and we really tried to hone in on what are the needs in our community, and the same thing kept coming up, quarter after quarter after quarter, meeting after meeting after meeting, and that was workforce housing, and workforce housing is really you know folks who typically are not provided assistance through our traditional programs, right? Currently, uh, regulation requires us to cap the AMI at 80%. AMI is area median income. And so if you make more than 80% of the area median income, if your household does, you're not 
eligible for down payment assistance through our regulatory programs. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reality is, is there are a lot of people who still want and desire to own a home and they can't afford it even though they make a little bit more than that, right? So these are your teachers and your your first responders and average working class American citizens who want to realize the dream of home ownership and can't um, because, I mean, you know this, right? In the last couple of years, affordability is a challenge in our country yeah. and in our district and in our communities, right? So inflation has us focused on fuel and food and providing that for our families. Um, It's eating away at our ability to afford housing, right? And with the increase in interest rates on top of that, sometimes housing seems out of reach for folks, right? But then what happens is that the challenge then of, one, where do you live? Mm -hmm. How do you realize that dream of home ownership if you don't have access to down payment funds because they're going to everyday necessities, right? In your life. Exactly. Um, And then also like, how do we get the housing stock to continue to move, right? Because that's critical to what, what we're able to do from a wealth generation standpoint, from even just new generations coming up, Wanting to purchase a home, nobody's moving. Nobody's moving. Yeah. Nobody's moving. I mean, yeah, record low interest rates, right? I'm yeah. I'm not gonna move <laughs> because I don't have any incentive to do so. Right, right. Exactly. Um, and so, homebuyers are struggling. Workforce housing is struggling. Mm-hmm. That missing middle, right? That we're calling it. They're struggling with home ownership, and so we ended up creating a program, Homeownership Possibilities Expanded, with our voluntary contributions. Um, And that provides down payment, closing cost, repair assistance to um, homebuyers, not first time. That is what I really liked about this program. First time homebuyers are very important, but nobody... But not everybody falls into that category, right? Some yes. home buyers need an upsize from their Absolutely. first home to a bigger home because their family has grown or they need to move for a job or something like that. Yes. Yeah. All of that. You got a divorce right. and you previously owned a home. And now what do you do, right? You don't have something uh, or down payment to to then purchase another home. So there are a lot of scenarios and a Absolutely. lot of reasons. But more than anything, it's really just recognizing the struggle that a lot of families are facing and trying to do our part to help um, continue to make homeownership and ex- accessibility to home- housing um, affordable. Right. And and so, um, we have the hope program that provides, uh, $12,500 to down payment assistance. You do not have to be a first time home buyer. Um, you cannot have more than 20% equity in your home, right? Because then you don't, then you don't, then we're going to use it for someone who doesn't have that kind of equity. Right. So, um, But yeah, we're very excited. We're very excited about the opportunity. Um, And also, it's not limited to 80% AMI, which is huge. 
What is the median income for this program? Yeah, you can go up to 150% oh, area median income. Okay. So almost double, right? What we have for our regular house um, or our regular programs. So um, for our regulatory programs, I should say, not yeah. our regular programs. <laughs> one thing I wanted to note about this program is that this is not limited to any counties or specific area. It is open to all states in our district. All states, um, all members have access to this to provide this down payment assistance, um, much needed down payment assistance to um, to to the communities that we serve. So I wanted to say though, like um, we do a lot of research in housing, right? Mm -hmm. To try to figure out where in our district are those needs and how should we address them? And uh, the Joint Center for Housing Studies from Harvard University in our district, and I'm just gonna call out sort of the largest cities in our district or in each of our four states. In Denver, Colorado, the median home price is 674500 Gosh, and that's the median. Yes. The income that's needed in order to afford that is 196700 Right? And you can't do that with 80% AMI. You just can't. No. Um, Tulsa, Oklahoma, median home price, 262000 So much more affordable right. than, than Denver, it's right? So um, and the income needed to purchase is 79000 Again, I'm rounding. Uh, Kansas City, Kansas, right? Closely followed by Wichita, because um, since Kansas City is sort of on the border, it's challenging. Um, but the median home price is 333900 And the income needed is 136. And then Omaha, Nebraska, the median home price is 297,500 and income needed is 96,007. So housing, some housing is available, but it's more expensive. Kylie, I just think about the fact that I have a two adult working family household. Mm -hmm. Anyone who is single and even has a good job in our area making 96,000 or above. So I'm thinking corporate world or singles period. I can't even imagine how difficult that is. I mean, they just wouldn't qualify, would not qualify. Right. And so trying to provide down payment assistance so that, well, the other part of that, right, we just talked about the inflation and food and, and fuel and all the other things that cost money in our lives how do you save up for a down payment, right? And so having this down payment assistance program for those, that workforce, right, mm -hmm. is so important. Um, the other thing is that housing prices are significantly higher over the last few years. So prices are 40% higher than February of 2020. On average, right? Like pockets of areas and th that sort of thing. But 40% in the last few years, mm -hmm. when you compare that to income, yes, that not. did not grow at the same rate, right? It grew just 7% for that same period. So what, how do you keep up, right? How do you continue down that path of home ownership, down that path of wealth generation, of you know, legacy, leaving something for your loved ones, right? Like, how do you keep up with that? Because this is no longer 
your grandparents' world, right? So uh, in 1985, when the, and I don't use these terms lightly, but when the average boomer, right, that's mm-hmm. that term for that generation, the housing price to income ratio was 3.5, okay. right? And so um, financial experts suggest that you spend no more than 2.6% oh, of your annual income on housing. housing. That's right. So, um, but the national house price to income ratio has been higher than that Mm -hmm. since 1985. Right. Right. So starting like in 1985, buying a home, your house to price income ratio was 3.5%. So already over what Mm -hmm. financial experts, right. Who, yeah. Yeah. That increased uh, to 3.9 in 2000. So for a, so we're already, yeah, but, but think about that, right? Like that's 15 years Mm -hmm. and it only went from 3.5 to 3.9. And so that's when your Gen X buyers were purchasing, right? And then now we're in sort of that millennial space where millennials Mm -hmm. are the up and coming generation who want to get into home ownership. Um, the current yes. <laughs> house price to income ratio is 5.8. Which is a huge jump. Yes. So uh, it's 66% higher than it was in mm-hmm. 1985 and 49% higher than it was in 2000. And so you then think about gas yes. and the price of eggs and milk and all those other things and how much more expensive those things are and there's just than no they were when way. i was purchasing my first home mm-hmm. again just continuing to squeeze that middle income workforce and it's almost discouraging right that mm-hmm. that that dream that your grandparents and your parents maybe, right, were able to realize that that might not be a possibility for you because, well, they were able to save up for a down payment. And wait, there's just no... How do you do that? How do you do that? You know, based on your income and and what you pay for everyday necessities. Mm -hmm. And so really the intent um, and the goal for this program is to to help more people realize that dream, right? To provide that assistance and it's not again not just for ge- the first generation or excuse me for first time home buyers it's then for if you've already purchased a home 2 3 whatever right but you still need that assistance to make it affordable okay yeah right like let's do it yeah i was very excited when i heard that this was not just for first time home buyers And we know that inflation is slowing down. And then interest rates are slowly going down. But will they ever be back to what they were? Sub three, right? Sub three percent. I I don't know if if we'll ever see that again in our in my lifetime, right? Maybe. And I would love that, right? right? Because again, that's more people who. That might kind of generate additional churn. I used yes. that term earlier, that churn my, of that. That is my favorite term that I just learned there today. For any of our for any of our listeners who are just not in the mortgage lending area of the world, uh, explain to us what churn is. 
<laughs> so it's churned just like anything else, right? In order to have movement in the housing space, there needs to be churn. There needs to be, um, there needs to be, at, there needs to be, uh, I can get on a soapbox about this yeah. for hours, right? But there needs to be um, good solutions for seniors, right? And so that when those seniors become empty nesters and are maybe not, uh, maybe don't need the, the big house, all the space that there's adequate housing for them to then move into, um, that they can afford, that it's not draining their life savings to live there. Right. And then that frees up these larger homes for families. So they can then move from maybe their first starter or second home to this larger home that will take their family through like that middle period. Right. Mm -hmm. And then that frees up the starter homes for first-time home buyers and newer generations. To t- so it's a generational churn, right? It's a churn of the housing stock that needs to continue to be affordable and accessible. And that is really the challenge that we face is that people are locked in. Yes, They're locked in because they don't have options. One of the first episodes of this podcast and I think it was recorded in 2021. Uh, third episode of the Bank Statements podcast was with Tom Thole, your predecessor, and Jane Harrington, a former AHAC member from Colorado. And I remember her sharing that she was retired and ready to downsize, but that it just didn't make any sense, mostly due to prices and, of course, mortgage rates. And she was spending less staying in her larger home. So that's where these down payment assistance programs really shine, you know, because this is a common theme we've been hearing over the last few years. Um, Knowing this is a common theme in the housing market, uh, you know, senior citizens can really benefit from hope as well as. um, Right. Access additional funds. Right. To put down on a new home. That would free up an, an, a different home for, yeah. for for a different family to move into, right? So it's it's really challenging, and we're not going to solve. I mean, I, I think I, I heard someone say once, and it stuck with me, it's like a, a giving a whale a tic-tac, right? Like the, the problem is so massive that it feels almost um, insurmountable, right? Like it just feels like, goodness, it doesn't. Does it matter what we do? And the reality is it does matter, right? If 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 that whale got a thousand Tic Tacs, it's much different than one, right? And so we're doing our part with the funds that we have that we're able to provide um, to do what we can for our members and their communities. And I'm very excited to roll out Turnkey, to roll out Hope, um, and to see, you know, who we're able to help and and how we're able to make an impact in our district and in those communities. This is exciting. I'm excited about the new turnkey suite. Let me highlight a few facts about turnkey for any listeners who are home buyers and not members. Please note that you need to contact one of our member institutions to use these programs. You can find a list of our current members at FHLBtopeka.com under the about us menu and then just select uh, current members. 
If you want more information about these turnkey programs, you can go to fhlbtopeka.com backslash turnkey. There you will find resources, guides, and videos. And I want to point out that there are two user guides this year. There is an HSP and HSP Plus user guide as well as a HOPE user guide. These guides are a great resource if you have any, any questions about any of these programs. And if you still have questions, you can always email us at turnkey at fhlbtopeka.com or give us a call at 866-571-8155 because Kylie here loves to talk about this stuff. Definitely. I do. It's can you tell? I <laughs> I just get so excited. I think because I've always been a housing girl, like yeah, I love to look at houses. Yeah. I love to talk about housing. And it has always been like, obviously, just like a huge passion of mine. Yeah. Um, and I think, too, like the other side of my brain and the other side of my personality is that I really love people. Mm -hmm. So like housing and people like together is perfect for me. Yeah. And so um, because I care so much about people and housing, I just want both to live harmoniously forever um, and being able to provide funding yeah. that that makes even an, a, a small impact, but an impact in people's lives is just so important and so critical, I think, to to the mission of the federal home loan banks, to what we do and what we're here and designed to do. Um, and, and I'm just so proud of it. I'm proud of my team and I'm proud of the bank um, for really being a leader in this space. The other thing I want to add here uh, for our members specifically who have participated in HSP and maybe even the high cost area HSP last year, we are requiring a new signed member registration agreement. Now, this may have been something you had to fill out and submit um, several years back, but we are requiring them again because of these new voluntary programs. Uh, we have to have these re-signed. Is that right, Kylie? Womp womp, right? Like sad face. I know the last time that we did registration agreements, we said, hey, you're never going to have to do this again. And that was 100% our intent. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, because of the voluntary funds angle, we really didn't anticipate that when we wrote those agreements and we, we, we knew we need to do it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it's a good thing. It's right. Exciting. But it's exciting. Um, we don't anticipate moving forward that you would have to, I can't promise anything. Right. Cause obviously that's what we said before, but, um, yes, registration opens the first week of February. Um, Jessica Bogle oversees the turnkey programs. And uh, I'm sure some of you who are listening, if you've participated before, are familiar with Jessica and she does a wonderful job for us. Okay, let me recap and set up a timeline for our listeners. Informational videos and new web pages started in January. They were available then. The new registration member registration agreements were available as of the 1st of February, and they need to be submitted before participating in any of the new turnkey programs, any of the turnkey programs. So that includes HSP. There will be a couple more training videos about income documentation and reservation and disbursement. Those will be posted to the new web pages. And all of this to get members set up for March 4th when all of the turnkey programs open for reservations.
Kylie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This is like one of my favorite things. I know. We love having you on the podcast. We have covered so much information in this episode, so I just want to make sure I say one more time that if you are ready for more information or are ready to submit reservations, go to fhlbtopeka.com backslash turnkey to find more user guides and resources or give us a call at 866-571-8155 or email turnkey at fhlbtopeka.com. So that is all for this episode of the Bank Statements Podcast. Mm-hmm.